0: Metal Matters, a weekly gimme metal podcast. And I'm your host, Mike Hill. When I think of I Hate God, the word endurance comes to mind. A band that's been through a lot of ups and downs in their career and are still out there destroying stages, blowing out eardrums, and carving a bloody path across this country. One of the greatest live bands I've ever seen. Some of the most crushing records ever made. I Hate God has been one of my favorite bands for decades. And um, I don't know how many times I've seen them play live. I own all their records. I have, I would say, most of their seven inches and splits. And that's why it's a great honor that I have Mike Williams as my guest this evening. So let's not waste any more time and get to it. This pandemic and uh this whole crackdown i mean you guys are uh, a road band you guys have, are always on the road whenever i go in and check you guys out it's like i hate god's got a million tour dates so how how has this set you guys back i mean
1: obviously financially is the you know that's a big thing yeah. because uh we we just want to i mean we love to play we we that's definitely missed, you know, I mean, we were going to take this time off, like we were planning to take off like a month or two, like, um, since we, we basically been on tour for like three years, you know, since, uh, I had that surgery, you know, and, and that was 2016. So 2017, like four months after the surgery, we were back on the road and, um, we were, you know touring anywhere we could and that gradually just led to we ended up going to you know south america new zealand australia thailand vietnam we played uh taiwan we did in five shows in indonesia
0: wow
1: so we were we've been touring like like crazy you know and uh which is great you know and um I forgot what I was gonna say, but I mean, yeah. Then now all of that's just kind of stopped. But uh, we were gonna take this time off, and then it turned into like, I mean, I was we were taking this time off. I was gonna we have an album that we've recorded, but I was taking this time off to do the vocals on it, you know. But then this all this stuff happens, so it turns out that all the studios are closed. So that was just like this time off became like. I mean, what's it been like? Three months to yeah. almost four months now.
0: Yeah, it's it's like close. And to four.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah, so uh, that just you know really just kind of kind of screwed things up, you know. And um, I mean, you're in a band, you know. You I mean it's just like you want to go play, man. I mean, oh, when I said financially, I mean that's part of it. But I'd play for free right now. I would play just to play, you know. I it would just be great. To have it back the way it was, you know, I'm I'm kind of worried about the future with, uh, you know, what, what's even when shows start happening and clubs do open, like, I mean, I don't, I can't predict what's going to happen. I don't know. You know, these shows are talking about, about like half capacity and all this stuff. It's like, uh, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just going to be strange. There's no way to really know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, it's it's a uh, right. it's a very dark period that's for sure and um
1: and uh, yeah it, it is it is it's it's wild man i never thought you know we'd see this but uh it's happening so we got to deal with it
0: I was gonna ask you about that because like your last record came out in um it was like 20s 2016 I think was the last I Eat god record and uh, oh, 2013 actually 2013. oh wow it's that long well, ago. it was
1: a, it was actually 2014 I should say 2014 we recorded it in 2013 and uh Joey died in like August of 2013 and then like the album came out pretty much the end of beginning of the next year you know so it's kind of like 2014
0: Damn, the years. so yeah that's
1: the last but yeah that's the last uh full length thing we did
0: so there's this new record that the the music part's done and the vocals uh, have to be finished. That's where the status is right now.
1: Yeah, that's what's going on right now, and uh, I've, uh, I'm, that's being taken care of soon. Though I'm going to, uh, I'm I'm gonna fly, man. I mean, not, I'm not really excited about getting on an airplane with all this stuff going on, but I'm gonna fly to uh, Chicago, and uh, Sanford Parker is gonna we're gonna we're gonna get the vocals done then
0: yeah sanford's and, awesome uh, man he's he's a solid engineer
1: oh Sanford's great and you know i was in a band yeah with correction, Sanford, corrections you know.
0: house yeah corrections house
1: yeah 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 that band and uh so yeah i mean i'm looking forward to doing that you know it's just gonna be it's gonna be strange you know the social distancing and whatever else you know has to happen but uh we're gonna get it done though, you know. I've, I've wanted to get this thing done. I mean, but then there's also the idea of like, what's the rush in getting it done? But I mean, we can't tour for this album if we, you know, soon if it comes out. Depends on when it comes out, you know. I mean, we still have to do artwork and mix the thing and all that stuff, so. We'll see when it comes out, but uh, hopefully by the time we get ready to release it, we can get on the road. Then, you know, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's happening. That's that's what's happening right now.
0: I have a question that since I started listening to you guys, and and this is like a long time now. I've been listening to I Hate God. I mean, back in the mid '90s, um, I became aware of you guys, and yeah, the name I Hate God. Okay. And I, and I realized that you were not the original member of the you know, original singer in the band. And there was a guy before Yeah, that's you. true. Yeah. And there was. That was true. Yeah. And the name was existing, right? But yeah. The spelling. All right. Right around the time I, I found out about I Hate God, I was uh, getting into the writing of George Bataille. And he's got a yeah. song called Story of the Eye. Okay, he's got a book. Yeah, yeah, a book. A book. Yeah, and it's, it's like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, does that have anything to do with the name of the band? I I've never, I've never been able to find anything about that connection. Or so, what is is there any connection between the name of the band and George Bataille? Well, just the fact that we have a
1: song called "Story of the Eye." Yeah, and uh, I didn't find out about George Bataille until. God, I don't know what year that was. Probably the early nineties or something. That's when I first read that book and read some of his other stuff. But uh yeah, we uh I liked the book so much. It was such a strange I don't even know how to describe that book, but uh it it just the, the title was like had the word I in it and it was just kinda I was kind of attracted to that and we, we named the song that, you know, so that's really the, the only connection that we have. And, uh, I mean, I love George Bataille. I love reading his stuff. And, and Brian, our uh, our guitar player, he was really into George Bataille as well. So it was just something we liked. And we were like, let's just call the song that, you know. And uh, But that's all. It, I mean, we hadn't heard of it when... The thing about the other singer is that he... They were just, like, basically going in this practice room and, like, jamming, like, Melvin's riffs, you know? Like, and just making up their own stuff. Like, Jimmy got really into Melvin's and Confessor and St. Vitus and Obsessed and all these things. Like, he... That was just, like, awakening to that stuff, you know? I turned him on to a lot of that stuff, you know? I mean, obviously he knew who Black Sabbath was, but, you know, like... there was other things that he had never heard. So, uh, so this singer, it was a guy named Chris. He, um, he only did two rehearsals. He just practiced with them twice. I think there, there was tapes of that somewhere. And I would love to have those tapes now just to, to hear the recordings of that guy singing and just like the whole, uh, the beginnings of the band, you know, that would be pretty interesting and it was kind of a revolving door back then too it was like you know somebody else sitting on drums or something like that we it wasn't like a it was everybody was in other bands is i guess what i'm saying and that was kind of just like a side thing that jimmy was doing and i was kind of always just hanging out there you know so when chris uh chris kind of had this weird mental breakdown one day and we uh we took him to to the hospital and, like, left him there for, like, evaluation, you know? I never saw the guy again, but uh, he became a born-again Christian, like, after that. But he, he did think of the name, and he had this whole concept about the name. And It was originally called V. I Hate God, <laughs> you know, like The Pink, yeah. Pink Floyd. Like, Pink Floyd's first album, I think, is The Pink Floyd. Yeah, yeah. So it was V. I, I Hate God. I you I, I have no idea what that was all about. but uh, He had this whole concept of uh, I don't I don't even remember exactly what his things were about it. But we kind of got our own like idea of what the name means. It's kind of like the way you see things, and like God can be anything. You know, like vices, like. Like addictions, or you know, there's things that you hate, but there's you're still, it's still part of life, you know. There's a the whole thing, but uh, yeah, he's that's the guy who thought of the name Chris, and uh, that's that's what happened, man. And then you know, I, after like he did two rehearsals, like uh, it was just kind of like. I was hanging out and me and Jimmy lived together and all the stuff so it was like yeah well, i I'm singing now I'm gonna be the singer because I obviously loved what loved what they were doing you know <clears throat> and everything became more structured and became what it is now I mean you know we evolved obviously evolved a lot since those days it was super primitive back then I mean it was like hellhammer you know style like just playing as slow and noisy as possible. And uh, a lot of it had to do with just trying to piss people off, you know, just there was like nothing like that going on in New Orleans. And there, was, there was bands in other parts of the world doing stuff like that, but it was pretty rare, you know. There's like Cavity, it was in Florida. Grief was up in Boston. There was a band called 13 from New York.
0: Yeah, I got those splits like, that you guys did with them. Yeah, those are great splits. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just like that slow, crusty type of stuff, you know. But, and Buzz Oven was in, like, North Carolina, I think, at the time. And uh, Neurosis was kind of messing around with a similar idea, you know. Like, But so, I don't know, man. Uh, that,
0: that's, how, that's how it all started, really. Just uh, about the sound of the band, though. It's like... I actually, the thing that grabbed me the most about you guys was, like, it was more coming from, like, a flipper, like, black flag kind of vibe mixed in with all that kind of Sabbath, like, St. Vitus kind of stuff. Um, totally. You know, and there's, totally. like, the intro, that that intro to uh, Children of God, like, that bass, that little throbby bass run in there. When I first heard, yeah, yeah. That, when I first heard that, I was like, this is, like, uh, side to my <laughs> war like scream, you know or like that's like, great man. yeah like flipper like that kind of thing because i i i um though i i was you know really way into death metal in the early 90s i was coming at, at right. i hate god more from like the kind of punk like swans like uh yeah like kind yeah. of avant-garde like weirdo like bent and i guess that's how i've always viewed you viewed i hate god is like yeah, yeah, there's there's some like, you know, metal stuff going on here, but it's really just this kind of like nihilistic uh yeah, almost experimental like kind of kind of band, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, all of that, everything you said is
1: exactly how I viewed it, you know? It, it was it was originally supposed to be you know, like super experimental and uh like the like you said Swans were big influence like the Cop album and mm-hmm. uh a bunch of other stuff they did um flipper for me i don't think jimmy's into flipper but for me they were a big influence uh definitely black flag but not only my the side two of my war but like all of their stuff to me like like the damaged album and all that like that's all great yeah like some of our newer stuff that got sped up is now we do like, you know, a lot of faster stuff and medium paced stuff. And like that stuff to me is influenced by black flag with different time changes and such, you know, like, but, um, yeah, man, that's like how it was like that. Uh, the weird, like you said, the weirdo type of stuff, that's how I wanted it and wanted to see it. Like, like we used to do, we did one show where we did like samples we do on the first couple of records or samples. Then we kind of stopped doing the samples. But, uh, the first, we did a show once where I just had like a tape recorder, like one of those old, like shitty tape recorders and just like pressed play on it and put it up to the microphone and like, let these, I don't know, who, whatever it was, just let it play. And like for, you know, in between songs and, that was like definitely supposed to be more of an uh, experimental, like performance art kind of strange uh, band. You know, this is
0: how it started. You ever? And then it, out it the, gradually. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead,
1: man. No, going. I was just saying it gradually got to what it is now. I don't understand really where the metal people were always lumped in this category of metal, like always. And it's just like there's so much more to it than that. I think i think a lot of people get it you obviously get it and like people i don't know it's just i guess it's an easy way to just put us in a category i think there's a lot of there's a lot of punk rockers that hear us and they're like oh i didn't know this you this is what you sounded like i thought you guys were metal and i'm like yeah see it's like you read somewhere it says i hate god metal or sludge, or whatever they fucking stupid name that. they call it. I
0: hate that term more than anything.
1: I <laughs> hate it too, man. It's just like the grunge. It's just like calling something grunge, you know?
0: Yeah, it's
1: just. I mean, it's just but lazy. we. Yeah, it's just journalism, you know. I used to write for magazines and stuff, so I know how it, it, people just came up with some description, like a label for it. But we existed before that label. We weren't. You know we didn't come around saying we want to be a sludge band like that's not what we did you know we we were just doing what we wanted to hear and we really didn't care if anyone else liked it at all in the beginning we were just <clears throat> we didn't really give a fuck at all we would open for like local like in New Orleans like speed metal bands and thrash bands and we it would get aggressive i mean people it really pissed people off in the beginning, you know, which was great. We thought it was great.
0: A couple of years ago, I wrote this piece about uh, like when Gigi Allen's birthday was coming up. And, and I asked you for um, like some quotes for that piece. And at that point, you indicated that I Hate God had actually uh, played with Gigi Allen. Yes. Yeah, we did. Damn. That's. See, now that, that connection, like, you know, I, I've... I've always felt like you guys kind of push things like conceptually uh, without any kind of regard for what might be considered uh, like politically correct or or just I guess I guess the word I'm, I'm looking for is just a simple word is freedom freedom of just to express ideas, you know, and I think that's that's something that um, that these days is kind of like a slippery slope, you know, like people misunderstand stuff all the time
1: totally i mean yeah i mean that was like in the beginning we were we were influenced by that like don't give a fuck attitude of i mean we're still like that but we've grown now you know i mean we're it's a different day and age like you know we've had some questionable song titles in the past that i mean one for instance we've changed it to to white neighbor we changed that song a while back to that but it's on the records you know it's going to be there forever on the record so <clears throat> people don't understand that that was the 90s and it was it was shock value you know and it was uh the, the song has nothing to do with race whatsoever I, that's something that people have called me before you know the original name of that song like for being just being myself and it's like that's from like a, 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 in the south that's just like it's either white trash or that you know so like but obviously now you know you realize that that was stupid you know Is it's, it's it, that word is not something to use and uh you know i totally wish we hadn't had not called it that but i mean it is what it is now i'm not going to back down from saying it is what it is you know yeah, i mean like i said the song has nothing to do with anything racial or whatsoever it was just there for shot value and something that you hear you know and uh but uh i mean we you know other songs like sister fucker and stuff like that i mean that's probably kind of gigi influenced right there you know like Coming from the South, you know, where we are, once again, the South plays a part in it. Like, coming from the South and having a song called Sisterfucker, it was just, it's just, it was funny to us. And uh, it just, it, it, it just became, like, one of our more popular songs, actually. Like, people love that song. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, I'm not changing that song or anything else, but it's, right. uh, it's,
0: is, is Definitely there, uh... we
1: were on the edge of like being offensive just for the sole reason of being offensive, you know, and then sometimes we were offensive when we didn't even know we were being offensive. So, it's... but, you know, we've grown up now. I mean, it's 2020. It's like, you know, we're all older. People have kids. You know, it's like a whole different thing now. It's not renouncing anything, but just that we, uh, you know, we grow up.
0: It was, it's a sister fucker is a part one and a part two to that song too. <laughs> so yes. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I I yeah. Yeah.
1: It's got part one. Well, it was one full song yeah. originally. And uh, somebody had the idea to split it into two songs. It was just one song. And uh, so in the studio, we decided to just make it into two separate songs. We were coming back from Canada uh, I think it was on the Black Label Society Courage Conformity tour, and we were coming back into America, which is actually harder, to, it's harder to get back in America than it is to get in Canada, really, but anyway, besides that, uh, we were coming back over, and they pulled us over, of course, made us get out of the van, you know, started searching the van and all that, and make you sit in this room while they Google you, you know, they Google the band and they Google each person, you know? So we would just sit there and watch them behind the counter, just like laughing and cracking up, you know, like, they're like looks of like awe on their face. And, and, uh, one of the security guards comes out to us and he's like, let me ask you guys something. Uh, was there really a need for sister fucker part (laughs) two? (laughs) We would have started laughing, man, and he started laughing, so I was like an icebreaker, you know? But, yeah, yeah, there's a need for two parts of that song. I mean, <laughs> it,
0: it has to be out in the world, man. You got to do that. Yeah, some of those guys, uh, you know, it, it's a roll, roll in the dice, man. Sometimes you get guys that have, like, a sense of humor about their job, and then you got some people that are, like, real uptight. And just looking for trouble, man. Like, I I mean,
1: I, I, yeah, I, for I, sure.
0: You know, similar to you guys, like, I've had the same, you know, kind of, um, I mean, maybe I don't have a song called Sister Fucker, but like the same, <laughs> the same level of scrutiny, you know, the same level of like hassles and, you know, want trying to, to sure. Get the, well, they do it to every
1: band, you yeah, know, I mean, you know,
0: it's just, it is what it is, but you know, that's, if you look, if you
1: look a certain way and they, they think you, you know, but like you said, if you get somebody, I mean, sometimes you'll somebody's like, oh, um, I love Metallica. And you're like, yeah, man, Metallica's great. You know, and you start like that thing, and they're like all friendly to you. And they're like, okay, get out of here. You can go. And, or if you get some asshole, like older person possibly, or who, I mean, maybe not even, but just some asshole, and they'll just, you know, like totally hold you there and, and make you go through, jump through fucking hoops, you know, to, to get in the country or get out of the country or. You know, so uh, yeah. I mean, they opened up our van, and there's just like piss bottles, like all over the van, because we'd been driving from like I don't know where we drove from from in Canada, but so we, we didn't have time to stop and dump all these things out. So they were kind of like thought we were pretty weird, you know. But I mean, you know, whatever. We, I'm 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 here right now, so I'm, I'm good.
0: Well, just any anyone out there is listening. That is a very common uh, practice among vans that tour in vans is the piss bottle so uh pretty it's much very every, important it's a very important facet yeah. of touring you know um it really is i mean
1: <laughs> you can't you can't be the person like going hey man i've got to stop like every 20 minutes or something you know
0: yeah man Totally. i know
1: people that do that and it's just it's it's annoying i'm like man just piss in a bottle it's fine it's it's not maybe not the most sanitary thing ever but living in a van for 2 months is not sanitary either you know yeah, touring is
0: not sanitary no hell no wearing the same clothes for days on end and stuff like that it's definitely not sanitary. months
1: on end yeah, yeah the same thing
0: for months yeah uh one of the things i've always really enjoyed about um you know specifically your contribution to the band is the lyrics and also you have that uh that book that came out a number of years uh cancer as a social activity and uh, yes yeah yeah which i i I quite i really enjoyed that and and i would i would love for you to write another book or or put out some kind of collection of work that you have you know i don't know if that's something that's going to be in the future at all it it is totally i mean
1: since uh I've got so much stuff written, you know, on like just tons of stuff, like on like two different phones, like on a computer, I've got handwritten stuff. And I just need to like compile it all. And there's probably at least a couple books about the size of cancer's social activity that I could do. And I've just, we've been so busy. And then like, i get home from tour and like, there's not enough time to get stuff together. But since this uh, pandemic and the lockdown and all this stuff, I've been uh, trying to get some stuff together and I've been talking to some publishers and trying to figure out that man. Cause I definitely want to get as many books as I can out there. You know, I just want to keep putting them out and I know it's been a long time since I, I have, but yeah, I've got, I've got tons of stuff, st- tons of writing. I'm going to be reprinting the book too soon because it's like out of print. Yeah, you
0: can't find that anywhere. You know, I got a copy from it. No,
1: I, yeah. people send me screenshots of like Amazon. It's like literally like $200 on there. I don't know why, but it's just
0: – Yeah, it's I like mean, that – uh, People that, There's that Jeffrey Lee Pierce uh, book, Go Tell the Mountain. That's like $300 because like his family didn't want that to be published, you know, be kept in print so uh yeah oh really yeah yeah your your book uh, is uh is right up there with jeffrey lee's book <laughs> it's
1: like yeah well that's i mean i love jeffrey lee man the gun club are one of my favorite bands and i love i love him and i love that stuff have you his read, writing too ha, have great. you read the book i have not read the book no no oh, man
0: I, yeah. I i would love to yeah it's really it's great It's um, it's not only just a collection of his lyrics it's like his other writings and stuff it's like really really a good thing to you know awesome I enjoyed it I read it
1: like a yeah yeah ago. I want to do that also yeah I want to do that also like put out some I mean there's been people that have pro- approached me through the years about doing like a biography type thing either m- about myself or like one about the band but nobody's been quite like seemingly serious enough to I, I don't know I just uh you know I want to get someone who, like professional that that will somebody if it's an i hate god book someone's gonna have to go through 32 years (laughs) worth of stuff and curate this thing you know and like all my i got i lost everything in uh, hurricane katrina so i don't even have like i've got stuff from like 2005 on you know 2006 on but like and then joey's all joey's stuff i don't we don't know if it's his girlfriend has it or, you know, everybody in the band used to have like tons of photographs. Like in, back when you take like a little uh, disposable, you know, Walgreens or CVS camera on tour with you and take pictures. And So I don't know, that would be a big, uh, big job, man, to, to curate an I Hate God book. But uh, yeah, I want to do some writing myself and maybe one of my next books, just like some stories about the band or like, you know, stuff like that as well.
0: Yeah. That'd, that'd be awesome. I would, I would definitely, definitely read that.
1: Um, well, like you were saying about Jeffrey Lee's book, I, I bought a, a Rocky Erickson book of lyrics on, a uh, on eBay or something like that. And it was like $70 or something. Yeah, and It's just like a thin little book, you know, like it's, it's an original copy, but this kind of like seems a little bit crazy, but whatever.
0: Yeah. It's, um, if, anyway. you, if you do find yourself with a copy of that Jeffrey Lee Pierce book, it's definitely substantial. Like it's got, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then at the end, the last thing is this novella that he wrote. It's like a fictional piece and it's, it's pretty awesome. Oh man. Yeah. It's really, really. it cool.
1: sounds fantastic, man.
0: Yeah. I, I like highly, I said, I'm a, highly recommend.
1: Yeah, it, definitely. I'm a big fan. So yeah, I have to find a copy. That's not super expensive.
0: So I've read uh, different things about your writing process for the songs, and um, it's it's it kind of indicated that the the songs don't really have they don't follow like a narrative. And uh, so so like what what is like your your basic process? Because I, I your lyrics to me are these like mysterious like kind of uh, clandestine reflections on something which I can't quite understand. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people kind of make it their own, which I like, you know, like i put it out there, whatever I write, and they kind of get their own meaning. People write me all the time and tell me
0: <laughs> like how
1: it made them feel or what they think, you know, but what I was thinking at the time is, you know, a million different things. I mean, who knows, you know, through the ages, but, uh, I I mean, I, I don't know, man. Sometimes things just pop in my head and uh, I'll just jot them down and and later on like write stuff around it, you know, or sometimes I'll just write like, you know, three pages of just stuff. You know, it just it just depends, you know. I mean, there's no no set set way of doing it or anything. I mean, I'm a fan of uh, William Burroughs and like the cut up style. But kind of doing it like just in my mind, cutting it up in my mind. I know some of that stuff to most, a lot of people is cryptic and, and it's, it's abstract, but you know, I mean, that's, that's what I wanted it to be is abstract. And I just sometimes that is like the way words sound together, you know? Yeah. That's also a thing. I mean, there's definitely emotions behind it, but sometimes it just things sound good together. Then later on, I'll look at those same words and go, oh, wow, that actually, like, just described my day today or something, you know, something I wrote a long time ago. And I'll elaborate on that and change things. And so this there's, there's all kinds of different ways, you know, a different uh, just inspiration comes from everywhere, you know, so.
0: Yeah, there's a whole uh, art around that kind of cut-up thing with a uh, with guy's name, uh, Brian Geisen. I think he's another one of these dudes who uh, –
1: yeah, Brian
0: Geiser, and William Burroughs, both, yeah. Yeah, they, they were into that cut-up sort of thing. At the time, like, when I first found out about that stuff, I didn't really quite understand what they were doing. But then I started, as time went on, I was like, yeah, this is about just, like, not necessarily telling a story with, like, a beginning and an end and a middle, but, like, creating an atmosphere where you can kind of superimpose, like, your own story on it. You know what I mean? And it's... uh
1: yeah. Exactly, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's
1: just like an experimental way to write, and uh, I mean, not all my stuff's like that. Obviously, you know, other things are written more straightforward and not necessarily. I mean, there's there's like kind of stories. There's a couple short stories in my book, the cancer, but uh, they're they're real abstract also, but they're more like told in that like a person's talking and telling a story, you know. But I mean, I just like, I like different kinds of writing and I like, uh, I just, the fact that you can write with absolutely no rules, you know, I think that's uh, a very important thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's some of these like po- poetry classes people take and they're like, poetry has to be just like this and they give you these rules that you were supposed to follow or if not, it's not poetry. Or, But I mean, I thought art was all about experimenting and doing whatever you want to me it is you know and so it can be anything anything you want you know that's the beauty of it
0: like another kind of parallel to that is is the artwork that that is on all the record covers which is a collage like they're essentially you know all collages and um yeah that's kind of the same thing as like what we're talking about writing the lyrics where it's like borrowing stuff from here and there creating your own thing
1: oh excuse me uh yeah it is exactly i was doing those collages like way before the band you know i mean i I used to love making flyers for shows you know like in my old bands you know i'd always make flyers and there'd just be these strange like you know things i found and it was like that 80s kind of hardcore the punk style of doing flyers you know yeah but I kind of evolved it with the I hate God record covers and made it like kind of a, a thing. And, uh, I mean, a thing for us, you know, just like it became like a kind of like our trademark. Although the last album, the, the old stuff was always done with a glue stick and a pair of scissors. You know, that's, you can even see it on some of the old albums. You can see it was like cut and glued and it's not even the lines aren't even and there's, you know, it's, some of it's a mess, but uh, that's the way I like it. You know, and uh, the the last album we did actually was done with Photoshop, so that's it's the same process. It was finding things in other places and, and putting them together as one piece of art. You know, but then doing it in the modern age on a computer, just I guess it gives it a different feel and a different look. But I still love that. Though. I still think it looks cool.
0: Yeah, that that's I've always admired that um, that about the the graphic like uh, imagery, you know, the kind of um, all that that stuff on the records. And the the thing I always in my you know when I would like hang out by myself and like listen to the records, I'd look at the album covers and I would think about how that image exists someplace as like a sheet of paper with all this stuff glued on it, and how. As time goes by, that's going to disintegrate, and, like, turn into dust someday, you know what I mean? How it's, like... Yeah. That artwork is a yeah, temporary man. thing, you know? It really is, And then, but
1: then when you mass-produce it, like, on a record cover, then it's there for everybody, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, with but, but that I one, think, I mean, I used...
1: To... Just that What's one, that? like,
0: original, that original piece, though, you know, the, the thing where it all came from is, like, eventually yeah. it's just going to be nothing, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I used to have a bunch of like some of the original stuff from like the first couple records, you know, like just glued onto cardboard or something, you know. But I've since it's all gone now. That that I that I have, I don't know. Maybe maybe Jimmy has some stuff or uh, Joey's uh, girl, you know. I'm, I'm not sure. But yeah, man, I know what you mean. That stuff just disappears. With with anything, you know, everything just fades away eventually. Yeah.
0: At some point over the last, I don't know, eight, eight nine years, you started using the numeral nine in your name. And, uh, you know, I, 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 yeah. I, I'm reading into that as being some kind of a numerological uh, connection, just, uh, you know, once again, um, you know, kind of reflecting my own image of what the band is, like, I guess, onto it. So, you know. Sure, yeah, yeah. I could, I see that. Um, well, I mean, it is, kind
1: of. It was just a number that, like, appeared a lot in my life. Like, nine just seemed to be everywhere. Like, whether that was just in my head or not, but I seemed to always find, like, playing cards. I used to be a landscaper. I used to cut grass and, like, you know, plant gardens and stuff. So, like, I would find things on the ground constantly. The main thing I collected was uh rusty razor blades. But, uh, besides that, I would find like playing cards and it'd be like the nine of hearts or something. Or I'd find like a domino and it would be like six and three on the domino. And these things just kept kind of happening. And, and then like other ways in my life, it would, it would appear. So I kind of just started using it like casually, mostly because, uh, I mean, my name is Michael Williams. It's uh, it's a pretty fucking common, boring name, to be honest. You know. <clears throat> so when I wrote my book, the first copies actually say Michael D because my middle name's Dean. You know, Michael oh. Dean. So it says the first uh, printing of the book says Michael D, but then I realized if you look it up on Amazon or eBay or whatever, there's a million people named Michael Williams. Oh, I. So imagine. I yeah, was like. Yeah. Totally. So I just figured like I I need to use this as just a way to distinguish myself from other things and it also sounds cool to me, you know, it's like Mike Nine, Nikki Six You know. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like that type of thing. Yeah. But I mean and I mean I come from like the punk rock days where, you know, everybody's got a stupid punk rock nickname, you know, like <laughs> but uh it's um yeah man, it's stuck. It kinda stuck after after Katrina is when it mainly stuck. Uh, after um, I went to jail and all this stuff during Katrina, after Katrina, actually. And uh, Phil and Selma wore this shirt. I, I don't know if it was in Decibel or Kerrang or some magazine. He did an interview when I was locked up. And uh, he, made, he did a homemade shirt with, like, stencils and spray paint. It said Free Mike 9
0: yeah, with the Roman that. numeral. Yep.
1: Yeah. So I was like, Oh, there, there it is. It's like, you know, it's like becoming an actual thing. And, and it's like, uh, I don't know. There's like, I mean, nine is a magical number, you know, as far as like numerology goes, Yeah, you know, the whole like multiplying nine and you can add the two numbers to each other. Like nine times nine is 81. Eight plus one is nine. Oh, that's goes through every multiplication of nine, you know? And then there's Dress to the Nines, the whole nine yards, Cloud Nine. I mean, you can go, you can go, go on, on, on forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so I don't know. It's just something that came to be part of me, you know, and I and I, and I I like it. I like it.
0: You know, uh, back in the late 90s, I was wearing an I Hate God shirt uh, down in, I forgot what state it was in, but it was definitely somewhere in the southeast. And, uh. I, I got some trouble, man, from some uh, local, uh, you know, local people, <laughs> you know, down there. And um, really, what, ha- what happened? You well, know, some guy like confronted me, like real hard, about the shirt. He didn't like what he didn't like the looks of the shirt. He didn't like the looks of me. And uh, you know, there was. Um, I mean, I could take take. Uh, I could handle myself pretty well, so I wasn't really uh, that concerned with any kind of, uh, you know, sure. But uh, so what? I, well, I guess what I'm leading up to is that I hate God in the South might not fly too, too well with a lot of people, you know what I mean? And, um, so I guess like one of the things i I've, I've, I wanted to discuss was like your ideas about religion or, um, you know, any, any of that, you know, cause like we talked earlier about God being this kind of, it's kind of like everything. So you can, there's like hate, like dark light, like everything kind of mixed together. Christi- well, like,
1: yeah, like God, God could be drugs or God could be gambling or, or sex or, you know, people do look at these things like they're God, you know, and, yeah. but people are addicted at the same time. They're addicted. So they see that they, they hate these things and it's just the way most people's lives are.
0: But did you, uh, like as a young, when you were growing up, did you have religion in your life? Like, was that something that was like part of your family, like upbringing or that kind of thing?
1: Um, when I was a really young boy, my, uh, we would go to church on Sunday. Like my dad would make the family, I guess my mom too. We, they would put me in a suit, you know, and bring me to church with them. They, they my parents were Nazarene, which is, uh, I don't even know much about that religion. It's kind of an obscure religion, but we went to the church of the Nazarene. And uh, that was their religion. And uh, they would, you know, we'd go to church and I'd see, you know, I was just a little kid, like just enjoying myself, really hanging out with other kids my age. I didn't care about the religious part of it at all. I never did. (laughs) I think I didn't believe in God even then. I didn't think there was anything that could be possible like that. But, of course, they tell you you have to believe in it. So I started hating it, obviously, then, you know, I was... I started being frustrated with this. They're pushing this stuff down my throat. And then these people are all in, you know, after church, everybody's outside gossiping and, and talking shit about each other. And the preachers the preachers like fucking somebody's wife. I would hear things like that. And like, you know, just uh, I just knew these people weren't even good people. And to top that off, you know, we'd come home from church, and my dad would get drunk and just like beat the shit out of the whole family. So, I was just like, "What? Uh, religion is pretty fucking fake, you know. This whole thing is is just garbage. You know, it's not. Uh, there is no God. You know, there's. It's a it's a lonely way to think, but it's it's the truth, and I can't get around that. You know, I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. So that just threw me into, like, hating it at a very early age, you know? And uh, I got forced also to go to a Catholic school for a couple years. And, uh, you know, of course, that was horrible, too. You know, those people are, are mentally deranged as far as I'm concerned. And so, yeah, I mean, it built up through all that, you know? So when we had a chance to call the band I Hate God, I was, I loved it. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. You know, I mean, even the way it's ab- it's abstract, like it's spelled E I E and all this. But, uh, I just thought that was fantastic. Anything to throw a fucking monkey wrench into the, uh, into the machine that that is like the church and religion and all these people that believe and all these uh, ridiculous things and all in the name of, of this person that's supposed to sit up in the sky and watch everything we do, man. Like it's hilarious and, and scary and sad all at the same time. You know, people are just and like, I mean, these people don't believe in anything like they don't even, you know, they, they, as far as like science goes, you know, they're just close minded to all that. So yeah, it it started when I was really young, and so I mean there was talk like when I hate God started getting a little more popular. We were like, damn man, our name is like, it's like you know we're not getting played on the radio. I mean we do get played on like college radio and stuff yeah. like that, but and it's not as shocking as it used to be. The name's not as shocking as it was back in the beginning, but um. But but I thought it was great. I was like, fuck that. I mean, at least we're we're causing trouble. You know, we're we're, people see that shirt. Like the guy saw you, and a lot of our fans tell me that. You know, they're like, you know, I got in a fight because somebody didn't like my shirt, and I'm just like, well, I mean, that's that's how it goes. I mean, you know, these people need to be fought, if you ask me.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent.
1: You know, we should fight. Yeah, we should fight against these people. Because it's just such a, it's just, it's just a brainwashing to me. I mean, all religion, Scientology, I mean, everything, Christianity, it's all just, you know, I still am learning about all of it because it's just uh, insane.
0: Actually, the guy that confronted me about the shirt, he actually had to spell out the first three letters and he didn't quite understand it at first. He was like, E-Y-E, hate God and i was like he's like what does that mean and i was like that means i hate god do you understand what that means and he's like
1: yeah, yeah. that's
0: where the trouble started you know what i mean and i was like well you know he's like you went to the occult and i'm like then the, oh then right he's, yeah he's got kind of like uh you know got a little a little, Sketchy, tense, yeah. a little tense after that but the uh it's it's funny that you went to catholic school because um i was raised roman catholic you know I, my mom is uh you know I, my mother's side of the family is italian and and uh i was terrified right of the roman catholic religion man it was like yeah you know, yeah like guys hanging from crosses with like spears like shoved into them and you know, the living dead and uh all this yeah like, fe- yeah you know fear and all this stuff and a lot of that imagery a lot of like you know my grandmother being from Italy had all these like statues and my grandmother was a I, I, I was like super close to my grandmother but the statues that she had in the house as a young boy like terrified me and uh ever yeah, <laughs> since yeah. then I was like I don't know about this religion and then the idea of confession was always like so fucking weird to me because you can go out and do whatever you want. You go in and sit with this Sure, priest yeah. And he gives right. you like some act of contrition to do. And um and then you're all absolved of all your sins. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's fucked up, man. And uh
1: It's like that thing like uh, you know, like if you repent on your deathbed, then it's all good, man. You're going to heaven. You know, like you're going to heaven. It's like there's heaven. What are you talking about? There's there's no heaven. There's no devil. There's no hell. Yeah. There's, <laughs> none of that exists. It's just it's not there. But I was like made to go to this Catholic school. Yeah, I, I was I, I was in North Carolina. Uh, I was born in North Carolina, so that's where my dad took us to church at then. But as I got as I got older, my parents passed away. I moved to New Orleans with my brother. And my brother, he was my guardian, my legal guardian. So he kind of put me in. The schools in New Orleans weren't great back then with the public schools. So uh, he thought it would be a good idea to put me in this Catholic school because I guess it would be, you know, I'd get a better education. It would be better for me and all that. But, I mean, at the same at that that's like when I was really – Starting to think for myself and realize this is nonsense, you know, and like I I obviously, of course, dropped out and ran away from home like around then, you know. So like, yeah, that was a pointless exercise to put me in that place. I mean, it did nothing but make me hate those people even more. So, you know, it did nothing for me.
0: One of the things I've noticed is that uh, you, you've been very outspoken about a lot of this, um, you know, uh, protest and uh, police brutality issues. Uh, that, yeah. I, I mean, the whole country is, is fucking on fire right now. So, you know, mm-hmm. what, and, and I, I saw that you, you uh, listed out some organizations. And um, so just as like for my own personal knowledge and for anyone else out there who's listening to this, who wants to support some of these organizations, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to disseminate like which groups are the, are the ones that actually are legit and which ones aren't, you know what I mean? So, yes, like, Yeah. So like what, what, you know, in your opinion, what are, what are some of these, some of the better, better organizations?
1: I mean, I donate to this place, um, that kind of spreads it out over a bunch of different charities, you know, but, I mean, off the top of my head, the, the ones, I mean, Black Lives Matter, obviously, is the probably the best thing to give to, to help those people get things, you know, I mean, they need uh, profits. And uh, there's an anti-police terror organization. I think it's out in Berkeley, California. That's a good one as well. But I mean I, right now those are probably the two most important things, you know. Yeah. I mean there's so many right now. There's so many anti-cop um I mean Black Lives Matter obviously there's a lot of splinter groups like with that so they all need help, you know. Right. Any kind of any kind of donations to them. But I mean at the same time I still in the back of my head I still think about like the animal uh animal abuse you know, uh, animal rights organizations and like, uh, um, harm reduction, harm reduction for people that don't know. is like, uh, it's like needle exchanges that help people. Uh, I know that's a controversial thing, you know, giving needles to junkies, people don't like that, but, uh, I think it's needed, you know? And, um, so those are just other causes that I believe in.
0: Right on. Well, at this point of the uh conversation, I would be asking you guys like what what you got coming up and uh but unfortunately right now uh I think everyone's kind of in the same boat of um you know, yeah, we're just gonna stay home and like wait it out and see what's going on, but you know good luck on recording well, we the have... vocals, you know and...
1: well, that's the first thing doing the vocals, but uh we actually we have a show booked for oh. October. October in uh, Arizona, it's a makeup show that um, we had missed doing last year, but um, October is coming up pretty fast. So I don't know with the way things are right now. And the, the, the number of cases like spiking and all that, I don't know if that show is going to happen, but it's booked as of right now. Oh, okay. So that's in Arizona at club red, but, uh, I'm uh, not sure the date, but uh, but anyway. Besides that, uh, we're trying for November. It's actually being booked also. Uh, no uh, November in Europe. Uh, yeah. we're trying to. We just switched over our booking agency to MAD, and we're trying to. This would be well, that's who we uh, we were just did the Napalm Death tour was the last tour we did in, uh, in Europe, we were out with Napalm Death and, uh, that, that's who booked that. But yeah, we're trying, we're just booking this thing and just see what happens, you know? So November, possibly Europe. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the world could be over by then. I don't, I don't have any, I have no idea, man. I don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully these things happen. Cause I, I just want to play, man. I just, I want to get out and, uh, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this because I'm a pretty antisocial person, but I, I actually want to talk to some people. Like I haven't, you know, I, I this thing I haven't seen anybody I know. I haven't seen my band. You know, it's like I want to see everybody and and hang out. You know, yeah. So man. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Absolutely. So hopefully
1: these things will happen. Yeah. But it's like, the- like it's just day to day. You know, day by day. We don't know what's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, it's probably a good idea to have it booked so in case things are clear you got something to do you know what i mean so that's that's definitely yeah exactly yeah you know and instead of just being dead in the water and then it, you got to start from square one so that's probably a really good idea i think
1: yeah i mean it would be cool with you know i'm not sure when the record will be out like i said it's got to be you know mixed and we need artwork and we're working on that right now the artwork so uh i don't know it's all you know playing it by ear right now and see what happens
0: well thanks mike i appreciate taking time out and talking to me and um you know it's uh good yeah man good luck with the record and i'm looking forward to hearing it
1: yes same to you man
0: in next week and see what we have in store for you. The show is available on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, or wherever. Also, be sure to check out Gimme Metal, streaming on the web, iOS, or Android, for one of the best metal communities, exclusive merch, interviews with artists, and so much more. I'll catch you guys next week.